0: Oh, here we go. Let's do this. Let's do this. Another welcome to another edition of the You Hate to See It podcast on this dismal, depressing, as for me at least, Thursday evening. Um, coming off a of Knicks loss, that uh, season, season's over, series over, season over, all the hope gone. I uh, thought we had a comeback in the, in the works with the Capella comments, not so fast. But I want to say this. You can be happy and pissed off about this season in the same breath. I am happy at the way this season turned out. I think that we overachieved by a, by a country mile. I think everyone agrees with that, no matter if you're a Knicks fan or a hater. Um, but I'm pissed off because of the way this team responded in this series, how this team didn't show up in this series at all. The team that we saw that would grind out wins, that was a scratch claw for every single loose, loose ball, wasn't going to get out rebounded. All of those things, timely hoops, you know, good shooting, not a lot of shots, but a good shooting percentage, hitting open jump shots, getting to the hoop, getting to the line, not letting teams get easy baskets. That's what got us to this point. And what you saw in this series was a great coaching job by Nate McMillan, was a Trey Young that you couldn't stop, had no answers, was a Clint Capella that literally did what he wanted, built a campfire down there, he built a house down there, he cooked dinner down there in the paint, and we had no answer. Your veterans that aren't going to take shit from anybody, Taj Gibson, I know Noel was hurt, Randall, you guys got bodied down there. And on the night that this guy talked shit the most, you got bodied more that game than the rest of the series combined. So that's why I am pissed off. It's like I won $10,000 at the casino, but I'm only coming home with $5,000. i am pissed off. Look what I could have had, but look where I'm at. It is a stepping stone. You have to be happy with this season, but you damn well can be pissed off at the way this team responded. In here, pride. And to last night, they looked gassed. The chip started going down, and that was it. There was no rebound. You relied on a 32-year-old point guard who last night, his legs gave out. That's why he was coming off the bench. So everybody calling Thibodeau to put him in the starting lineup. A month ago over Alfred Payton, there was a reason why we were doing that. And it showed. The guy's legs gave out. He had nothing left to give. I give Derrick Rose a ton of credit. I hope he gets paid. I hope he comes back. He deserves it. He's a great, he's a pro's pro. And Trey Young paid him the respect last night, as as well as they all did, as they should have. Your two best players did nothing this entire playoffs. Randall was completely invisible. Barrett, too, it shows you they have no right hand. They have none whatsoever. Every move Randall goes, he wants to come back to his left. And here's the other thing, too. And I noticed this. Shout out Kevin Shaughnessy um, for for showing this to me. 75% of Randall's shot attempts came from the right side. Where he cooked the most, where he cooked the Hawks the most, was middle left. That's where he wanted to be, and the Hawks forced him off his point. He went back to the old Randall. He went back to the old. We all know this. I'm not going to harp on it. Give credit to the Hawks. They had a great defensive plan. They shut this team down. Three guys overachieved in this series. Bullock, Burks, and Rose. Three guys overachieved by a mile. That's why this series was tied going to Atlanta. That's why you thought you had a shot. This team will be back. RJ is only 20 years old. Randall's young. He's not a primary guy, but he can be the guy. And as far as everybody trolling Knicks fans, yeah, we got it coming. Yeah, we got overexcited after the Game 2 win. But God damn it, I've been waiting for this for nine years, a team I can finally be proud of. Let us have that moment. Now we're a bunch of idiots, whatever. That's fine. But those of you that want to go root for the Nets, we better not see you come back. And I'm talking to the guy that's on this podcast. And with that being said, I don't want to talk about the Knicks the rest of the way. Not because I don't want to, I'm salty, but because if the season's over, we should be talking about the teams that are still in this. We could talk about the Knicks offseason, which is going to be interesting. We'll talk about that later. But with that being said, I'm joined tonight by Ryan and Evan. Fellas, how we doing?
1: It's been a rough couple days for my sports teams i mean the yankees rebounded yesterday they split with Ken hey, Bay. Ones? lakers Knicks, nets lost one like i said on the last one but the nets closed out so the nets are the only one blazers i mean dame had a fucking fantastic showing and still i mean this is it i, I saw a meme a guy was shoveling into a wheelbarrow and then his partner was shoveling out and throwing on it it was like that they, they were like it was like you couldn't ask for more from one player and they just let him down, and he was just hitting some unbelievable shots, which brings me back to my point where I think he's the best point guard remaining in the playoffs after Steph was eliminated. But some disagree with that. So,
0: what you got, Evan?
2: Hey, I think I know. I know you're still in that stance of is the best point guard in the playoffs, but I forgot we're considering Harden as a point guard now. So, oh, I'll make my argument. But I just want to comment on the Knicks real quick. I'm not going to be the classic Knicks fan that's going to dump on the Knicks. Knicks, Knicks fans had a great season. They got a little ahead of themselves after that game, too. But I'm not going to be, like, one of those, like, hot-takey people who's going to be like, oh, like, the Knicks celebrated, like, they won a championship outside the garden. like, no, the Knicks, they, they won that first playoff series in a while. But I think what's important for the Knicks is to stay the course and not overreact to a fine game sample size. I see Knicks fans like, oh, like, now, like, why would you sign Randall at this point? He's clearly not the best player on a playoff team. But you know what? Julius Randle took a huge step this year and we saw what he could become. And as long as we don't see something that happened to Siakam last year where you saw Jalen Brown figured him out in the playoffs a little bit. Everyone figured like, oh, if you just play Siakam to spin, you could stop him pretty much around the basket every single time. And he struggled this year. If this doesn't turn like into a situation where everyone uses the Nate McMillan game plan to shut out Randle, I think the Knicks will be fine, and Julius Randle will be fine. He's going to be a good part of the Knicks for the next four or five years, hopefully if they extend extend them. So my message to Knicks fans is stay the course. You didn't expect to become a championship contender within the next two or three years when Thibodeau took this job. These young guys are going to develop. You were surprised you
0: even made the playoffs this year.
2: Exactly. You had a home field advantage. Like, that's so much more than you could have asked from a Knicks fan early in the year. So Knicks fans, stay the course. Hopefully he can draft a little better than he did in the past. I know a little fans are a little upset with RJ Barrett because like, I think he guaranteed to win actually. But at the end of the day, you saw the Hawks. They talk the talk. They walk the walk. The Knicks guaranteed to win. A they couldn't pull through. But you know, correct the Atlanta Hawks. And what's gonna kill Knicks fans is if Joel Embiid can't play the next round.
0: That was a very winnable series.
2: The, the Hawks are gonna give the Sixers trouble.
0: And, I, and I'm saying it from our perspective. If we could have somehow made it to that second round, you, you, we could have snuck it.
1: That's you could have I'm snuck
0: saying. it. And that's what's hurting the most right now. I know. That's why I said the other Car, – Craig Carton on WFN, we're going to the Eastern Conference Finals. If we could win this series.
2: Knicks fans, if Embiid doesn't, if Embiid doesn't play, they're going to lose some sleep over this. And you know what? That's just what the playoffs are. But you know what? Onwards and upwards, hopefully you can take the next step, at a good piece of the offseason. Have another good draft. Have topping yeah. and uh Toppin Randall and ran on quickly take the next step. You
0: saw good things, you saw enough good things this year where you could hang your hat on. I'm saying you could be happy and pissed off at the same time. Um, but you have you have a great core here and a great coach and you have changed the culture in less than a year. So even they like the owner again.
2: Yeah. Well, so, you like the owner. I don't know if everyone likes it. I, everyone's, like uh,
0: the owner. James Dolan can show himself around MSG right now and not get booed anymore. I can tell you that much.
2: That's that's fair. That's when you fair. start winning,
0: and it's only upward from here, um, I think you got to sign Randall this offseason. I think you got to extend Randall this offseason because the last thing you want to do, because right now the Knicks have leverage. Hey, Randall, you had a great season. You you completely died in the playoffs. We'll give you this money long term. If he goes into next year and has a good year and then does well in the playoffs, yeah, that's a max contract you got to look for after that.
1: Well, I would, I would extend him. I would look to give him, uh, not maybe not a max deal, but very close to a max. deal. Well, that's what but, I'm saying.
0: You resign him this year. Yeah. You Try to get him this year before he gets <laughs> another good year under his belt and playoffs uh-huh. under his belt. You have leverage now. Um, yeah. and, and well, we, I don't think
1: I don't think he signs a one year deal. Hmm. Is what I'm saying.
0: I'm saying you extend him now for a yeah, yeah, yeah. four year deal, and
1: usually and not pay him a lot. And You're you go to the theory. theory. Deal. And you go to the theory that if the cap's going to increase and the right. contract's going to look better, but. Right. Yeah, I would definitely he's definitely a centerpiece, but I think he definitely needs a lot of help around him. That's what we that, He's a that's two. He's a, listen, he's
0: a two. Yeah, and you, you saw this year. And listen, he he can't go to his right yet. And RJ has the same prime. You have two lefties and, and the Hawks completely exposed them. And he was playing completely all out of sorts. Burks and and, uh, and Bullock played out of their minds, and that's why they were in this series. I don't know how you pay those guys. And if those guys want to get paid and go play somewhere else, they're not gonna get these minutes here in New York. Because tell me what team they're gonna start for. That's not New York. Not many. And not going to get the minutes they got. So you know what? You got to see. But I don't want to get too much into the offseason decision. We have a lot of time to talk about that. I want to get your opinion on how the Brooklyn Nets broke Boston. Because after that loss, you saw a complete shakeup. Danny Ainge is out. Brad Stevens, who's never been a managed anything in the front office whatsoever, is now the general manager. Evan, what are your thoughts on how how, how Brooklyn – Broke Boston after Boston bent over Brooklyn in the past.
2: Look, those tweet notifications I got, what was that, yesterday morning? Mm -hmm. Just brought a big, goofy smile to my face because the last – before these last couple years where Brooklyn kind of had on the up and up, it was really troublesome watching the Nets picks go to Boston and become solid players. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown just becoming these good, solid, like borderline star NBA players. And now – Look where we are now. Danny Ainge, the mastermind behind the absolute robbery of Billy King and the Nets. Out of a job. Sure. Was he fired? No,
0: no, but he was good. But
2: if the Celtics are doing better, he probably still has that job. He probably doesn't step down and wonder their boy, Brad Stevens, where I remember tweets were going on in 2018. The when The Celtics were making those runs was like, oh, would you rather have any player in the league? or brad stevens as your coach or would you rather have Giannis? or brad Stevens? those polls were a little closer than you think they'd be and now look brad stevens
0: and when they were calling for his job a month ago
2: exactly like sure is it an upgrade yes but like brad stevens was there to coach brad stevens is not there to be the gm and we know nothing about brad stevens the gm so you know you got you you as a knicks fan should know as much as anyone a coaching hire is a tricky thing that can really uh Spin your franchise hey, and a you general gotta... manager
0: hires a tricky is even trickier,
2: exactly. And you've got a couple players that, like, well, Jalen Brown, it's like if he and uh and a Tatum, if they don't like the direction the Celtics are going, they're at the point where, like, well, if uh they don't get along with this coach and they don't like what Brad Steven's is doing, to the GM, can they start looking to get their way out of town via trade? So Boston's at a real crossroad here, and as a Nets fan. And even as a New Yorker, because oh, you know, it's right? great! It's great, you great know to watch. I, see Boston, I put up you know, like, my watch. Instagram
0: story yesterday. It was a car on fire on the Turnpike, and I was like, "This is live look at Boston sports right now." It's just a complete. I think it's a, like a dumpster fire.
2: Yeah, that that worried me because like I did not have confirmation that the person that was in that on fire car was like safe. So I was like, "Oh man, this is funny," but I hope that person in that car. No, was no, dead. no. The,
0: the state police were there, and if there was somebody in the car, I, I guarantee you, somebody's trying to save that person in the car.
2: All right, um, but like you know, it just it had. To, Kyrie, my guy, had to get a little satisfaction over that because the Celtics kind of made him the uh, – The scapegoat. Point of, yeah, the scapegoat over the last – It was like, oh, like, we expected Kyrie to stay. like We thought he would draw people here, blah, blah, blah. When at the end of the day, yeah, did Kyrie say he was going to come back and it's like, oh, I don't have to back if you have me? Yes. But like we're two years out. You can't use Kyrie as an excuse anymore. No. And that has to be really annoying to him. It's like, you know what? I'm trying to move on to my career in Boston. They just keep talking about me, keep talking about me. Like I go back to the, the Boston Garden, and, and they're booing me. They're doing FU Kyrie, this and that. And he's the one that kind of like ends the era in Boston. That has to feel great for him.
0: I think when you have a coach a, that was moved from literally from coaching to the general manager, manager position and doesn't have a general manager experience, any front office experience whatsoever, it's a slippery slope. Who's to say he's not going to start telling the coach what to do? In terms of okay, I just became up there. This is a system we have. Is he going to try to hire somebody that's going to match his system, or because or is he going to find somebody that's going to and allow them to put their own system in? Because as a former head coach, and I'm literally not even a year removed, I kind of want things to be done my way. I'm a head coach. I want total control and the general manager control the personnel. And we gonna do both. Where where are we drawing the line here?
2: Exactly. Is Brad Stevens gonna recruit and sign and draft Brad Stevens basketball players, or is he gonna recruit a
0: Jason let's Kidd? Say a who, Jason who,
2: Kidd or exactly. Mark Jackson. Who are you or I mean, whatever. Jason Kidd.
0: Guy. Yeah, it's not gonna be Mark Jackson. Now, that guy's blackball forever. I don't understand um, why. I'm just throwing out names. No, I, I, yeah, Jason Kidd is, is actually a name that's that's being tossed around. Um, But I don't like the move. To me, it's like you saw what happened when you put somebody that has never been in the front office in the front office. Phil Jackson, perfect example. I'm not saying Brad Stevens is going to be like Phil Jackson being stoned half the time. But there's a lot of other factors. than just evaluating talent. It's not only evaluating talent, but also compensating that talent with the with the appropriate contract. And, you know, managing a cap, managing cap space and understanding the value of draft picks. And um, Ryan's definitely saying that I'm basically quoting him on Dave Gettleman, which I am. Yeah. You know, that's, there's, there's a lot lot goes
1: into it. It's not just an X's and and O's,
0: but it's a lot more. It's a lot of dollar signs and cent signs too. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You're signing those contracts now.
1: Yeah. I think like basically to touch off what you guys were saying on it, I think ideally you would like for him to go in knowing that as a coach, like I know you're like, you were saying he would want to be hands-on, but you've got to be knowing as a coach, it's hard to succeed, you know, running someone else's system you know it's better i think he should go in and try and embrace being the gm and adapt to their coaches i think everything like and coach should adapt to the players you know that's how i think the way the hierarchy should work in in essence you know you should fail try and fit the guys that you're you know like the person that's going to be in control of them unless otherwise you might as well just keep him, you might as well just give him gm job as a coach yeah and you might as well, might as well left them as a coach i mean you
0: look at what's happening in green bay right now with good coons. LaFleur and Rodgers. I mean, that it, it has to mesh between the GM, the coaching staff, and the players. It all has to be on – everybody's got to be on the same page. And when it's not, you get a New York Knicks. You get a Green Bay Packers situation right now. All right? And you can't have that. And especially now in a pivotal point with the Boston Celtics where you're kind of on the fringe of, okay, we can compete. We need a couple pieces here, but we could easily be going in the wrong direction very fast. hmm So that's what I – that's uh, – it was an abrupt decision. I heard Danny Ainge even said that three years ago. If this team isn't going in the right direction in three years, I'm probably going to be out. Um, I think he was going to be shown the door either way. He just said, All right, I'm going to beat him with a punch. I'm out of here. Deuces. Um, I was surprised that Brad Stevens yeah. didn't go up. I was really surprised about that.
1: Um, yeah, I thought he'd be out too. You guys think Ainge will be back soon?
0: I think Ainge is done. He's getting up there. and I think he's
1: done. He's 62. I think he's a young 62 too. I think he comes back somewhere else. I think he does. He's like- a punk. Maybe maybe Utah, but they kind of have a team no, I I that's what i, I started talking talking about
2: last night you know what uh jerry west does out in uh out in los angeles he for the clippers where he's kind of like he's not the gm but he's like one of the high front office people where he's like yeah like teams will hear his voice but he doesn't really have any decision making power yeah that's what i can see any danny injury next. like none of like mm-hmm. the day-to-day stuff that's, it's like look i like this guy <laughs> I like this guy i'm gonna talk to players for you but i'm not the guy in
1: charge because yeah like, that's that's why I said Utah. He's from BYU, and he, um, I think the GM that their current GM is, or the new owner, is a very is good friends with him, and he. So I thought that would be like very similar to like what you were alluding to, Evan, with like a, All
0: right, let's get let's get to the nitty gritty. The games tonight. All right, we have a game that's about to tip off. It basically, is tipping off on TNT between the Nuggets and the Trailblazers. I mean, Damian Lillard is a complete psychopath. I don't think that, like, there was a, that streak of shooting for him the other night was completely amazing. And right now you're coming into this Denver leads 3-2. Um, if I'm Denver, I am completely making sure I'm winning this game tonight. I am not letting this go to seven because if I do and that, that maniac goes off again, I'm going home. Mm-hmm. You know, period, stop.
1: I think we, if, if they do push it to seven, I think we'll see a better game seven from Lillard uh, than six, but they're going to need a lot from him. But I think he's got to be a little burnt out from dropping 50 and still taking a loss last, last game out. But I think we're still going to get us at least 35 plus, and he's still going to make, and he's still going to be there in clutch time, I think, but it's, it's going to be, it depends on if Jokic gets it too. And then if the other guys, like we talked about early on in the series, if the wing players and the point guard or the guards for them, Step up too. That's that's really been a difference maker. And then Dame hasn't gotten the help from his guys.
2: No. I'm gonna be looking for two things in particular. I need to see something of CJ McComb. because if he got anything from him the other night, the Trailblazers win that game going away. Because yeah. none like I don't think I think Dame was the only person to like shoot above like 40 percent from the floor outside of maybe a big man or two. And if you he got anything from anyone else on that team. It's 3 2 Trailblazers going to the game six. And the other thing I'm looking for, the Trailblazers have been covering Jokic very interestingly. Where like, they'll let Jokic cook, they just don't want him passing. we saw like game one, he had like one assist. I'm not entirely sure he's cracked more than 10 assists the entire series. So they're like, look, Jokic, we think you're at your best when you're passing. So we know you're good at scoring, but if you're going to beat us, that's how you're going to do it. You're going to have to put up 40. So I kind of want to see how Jokic looks tonight. He almost put up 40 the other day. I think he had 38-39. But, you know, it's tough to replicate that performance over and over, especially when you're a guy like Jokic who, you know, he relies on a shooting. And, you know, at the end of the day, big-man shooting (laughs) is not going to be as consistent as guards and swingmen. So we'll see how it goes. I think I do think Denver closes it out tonight. But, look, this is a series everyone had penciled in for seven when it started. So... No,
1: Hopefully you, we get seven, but I think the – They got to slam the door tonight. You slam the door That's pretty funny. They just gave uh, <laughs> Dame Lillard the teammate of the year award. And C.J. McCollum and Mello were beside him. Yeah.
0: Mello!
2: Was, I think that trophy is like him. Like, it was like he was picking someone up, right? They should have had like yeah. him with like 14 guys on his back. Yeah.
0: What, what a sight. All right. So tonight, I mean, uh, I think the Blazers do pull it out tonight. I really do.
1: I do, too. I think I think you see a little step up from his teammates, and they win. They control most of the game. I think it's back and forth, back and forth. But Denver, but Denver got, Denver's controlled. got to
0: figure it the fuck out. Denver's mm-hmm. got to make sure they pull it out tonight. They, they have to. Um, all right. My biggest thing with the, with the Lakers and the Suns, you guys got to explain this to me, because I know the LeBron, you know, guys that kiss LeBron's ass for a living, they're going say, oh, he was going to rehab his ankle, this and that. Walked off the court with five minutes to go, getting his doors blown off him. What kind of leader is that? Was he hurt? Was he going to get treatment? And I don't care. Treatment or no treatment. I think that's atrocious. I think it's utterly atrocious. He should be out there the whole time. You're the leader of the goddamn Los Angeles Lakers. Magic ain't doing that. Kobe ain't doing that. You do that. That's what you do. What do you guys... I mean, guys, fill me in. Try to justify this for me, because I can't.
1: Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, I see this as an issue.
0: Like it's just it's
2: just an angel from someone who stop. wants to
1: picket LeBron. Stop, no, here we go. Who there cares? it is.
0: There it is. I mean who cares? <laughs> this is supposed to be there. the guy that's the leader. You're supposed to be the, the head of the, the face of the NBA walking off the court while he's getting his ass kicked. That's bullshit. No, no, no. That's bullshit. Quick That's turnaround. taking the easy way out. That's turnaround. being a whiny little. Rehab. It's a whiny little bitch move to walk off the court. Now I can even I can try to justify that he was going to get treatment for the to get ready for the next game. No, you t- you stay out there with your team. How does that look? Look, Barry, relax. Knows. You shook
1: you shook every hand after every game of sports you played.
0: I don't compare it to me. I, I never made it past high school.
1: I know, but like you're bugging out. Like who cares? I'm not you bugging out. Win. I'm not you're bugging out because this service. is the guy that... You're this,
0: screaming. No, I'm, I'm not screaming because people are, should hold this guy accountable. He broke the rules of the NBA protocol and the NBA didn't do anything to him. Number one. Number two, you're going to do this?
1: What about setting an example? What about being the role model? Dario, so you wanted the NBA to suspend LeBron and make no, him not play the play-in games? Not is that because, what you wanted? No, I don't, I don't you know. Said that was, any, asking, that was right? anybody else. They're getting suspended. Well, okay. Well, it's not anyone else. Let's be that's realistic. Just, that's
2: just not true because Porzingis went out to like a legitimate club. The next that time, was after the fact, you, you could okay,
0: but Evan, you couldn't suspend Porzingis because you get crucified if you did.
2: Well, the NBA changed the rules because of the <clears throat> vaccination rates. That's up.
0: fine. I, that's totally okay with that. But the rules weren't changed at that time. But yeah, why are you were. screaming, getting this worked up? I'm getting worked ruck, up because ruck, this ruck. guy quit on his team and walked All off the court. And if that was anybody one, else, hold on. If that was anybody else. They're getting destroyed. If that was Kyrie or KD, guess what? They're getting destroyed by the media. No if one says was,
2: a word about no this No one guy. should get it destroyed. If it was anyone else, no one would have cared. Players could be leaving the courts all the time, and no one would know. But you know why people know? Because it's LeBron. Yeah, because LeBron. In you
0: the are the lead. MJ, do that, MJ ain't doing that. You don't know that. I do know that. I do know that.
1: You watch watch all MJ's games?
0: And guess what's happening tonight? He's losing tonight, too. You can walk off early again. Go ahead. Go on start start your vacation. Julius Randle's waiting for
1: you. Okay, that'll be his first. MJ has three first-run exits.
0: That's true.
2: I don't know. I I don't see LeBron going out like this. Have we got a confirmation of whether uh, Anthony Davis is playing or not? I think he is. I haven't seen the official report.
0: He's going to be limited. He has to play.
1: Yeah, I think he has to play.
0: Yeah, I think but, they went tonight. I just gave it, it 10.30 at night.
2: It's in Staples Center. It's kind of annoying that, like, the Los Angeles government or whatever isn't letting a full house in the Staples Center because, you know, yeah, well, the Lakers you know, fan they would come out. This. The Lakers fans would come out. They'd get behind their team. They'd give them a little more of a home field advantage than whatever, like the 3,000 fans that are allowed on the stadium would. But, look, it's LeBron. It's arguably the best player of all time. He's going to show up. He's not going to let what like the Phoenix Suns send them home. The Lakers have such a long history on beating up on the Phoenix Suns. Like I'm not a huge history is going to dictate like what happens in the future in the NBA, guy. Like they're not sending him home now. It's at least going to be Game Seven. You know what? If you're going to tell the Lakers, like, look, Game Seven, LeBron, and Game Seven, everything gets thrown out the window. And mm-hmm. at the end of the day, mm-hmm. I want LeBron as my guy in a Game Seven. I don't so. with that. But that could be me, like you know, like I'm like Ryan. I'm a big LeBron guy. I'm gonna ride with him until he's out of the playoffs. I don't know. I just wish it you wasn't every night. I mean, I just,
1: it's happened. It's burnt me a couple of times in the Warriors trilogy or whatnot. You just keep riding them and riding them and riding them. You just don't double down when you get against an equal opponent. That's they really. I
0: just it. hope that if there's a game seven, I mean, it's going to be on a Saturday or Sunday. So I hope they put that shit to, at a decent time.
2: It will be. Well, I don't know. Saturday or Sunday. It's got to be the Sunday because Nets Brooklyn is already 7.30 X-Doc. on Nets, Saturday. Nets
0: Brooklyn, you're playing yourselves? And Nets, you are your, come you're on. your biggest opponent.
2: It's it's Well, I mean, yeah, partially. It, it, yeah, the,
0: yeah. The, 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 the party's in South Orange, too.
2: Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so it'll probably be on Sunday because mm-hmm. you think they'd want that game on prime time. And the Nets already have that spot on Saturday, so it'll probably be Sunday if I were to guess. Yeah.
0: Yep. Evan, what's your prediction? We'll end the show here. We'll do this and then Stuju the Week. Evan, what's your prediction for game one for the Nets?
2: I think they're gonna come out
0: hot when this is in this is at, this is at home, right?
2: It's it's in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. What I've noticed being being amongst the people, being the Brooklyn uh, crowd, Who's on the ground? Everyone's like, oh, Barclays are cried this and that. It's the Nets fan bases looks like they're trying to figure out how to be a fan base. Cause when they, they get up for the big moments, but it's like, it's a little in between. It's like, Oh, there's like a squad possession here. There's a medium's possession there where you've seen other stadiums, like the they're a little louder. And that's like, Oh, like you don't really hear, hear anything. I think as we go into the playoffs, not only with a team gel, I think the fan base will almost come together and gel a little bit and just learn had to be this vocal fan base of a good team with important games. Because that hasn't really existed.
1: Yeah, this is their first run with that, like, since moving. And, you know, like, this, they have they a new group of fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah but, but this is their was, first run since, like, when they're back in the Jason Kidd days, you know. Championship contender
2: no, playoff know. series is different than, like, let's be real. Yeah. Those six are – not Sixers, Those are Paul Pierce-Garnett series. They were never going to win anything. They were going to get steamrolled by the Miami mm-hmm. Heat, no matter what. This is the first time where, it's like, yeah, no, like, this we're is doing this Brooklyn's time. This is it. Let's go. And I see, like, the team's going to gel. The fan base is going to come together. And we're just going to see that evolve throughout the playoffs. And hopefully they come out shooting well game one. They have to have a game plan for Giannis. They just take that important 1-0 lead. So, you like, you know. Everyone knows, like, yeah, like, there's some egos in teams. You don't want to rattle the cage early. You want to go out to a quick lead. So, like, if you lose a game two, it's fine. You're 1-1 going to Milwaukee. But you want to take that game one. So you don't have that unnecessary adversity.
0: That's like the Knicks in the first round. They ain't fucking.
1: I think they went in a very high scoring game.
0: Yeah, I agree.
2: I, yeah, no, yeah, this game's going to be so. played in the 120s.
1: Yeah, yeah. Not no sure.
2: defense
0: being, but I think there's going to be defense at at times, but it's not going to be a constant defensive uh, struggle.
1: So how how do we do this now that, that series is getting started before we uh, regroup?
2: Oh, are we making predictions now?
1: That's a little. It's rough to do, but
2: well, I mean, we got it because you know after game know. one, you can't make a prediction after yeah. game one.
1: Yeah, a lot, lot changes after yeah, um, game I'm, one. I'm,
0: Ryan, take the notes. I'm going to go nets and nets and six.
2: Yeah, I'm with there here. Next, Nets and six. I don't think it's going seven. I think uh, people are rightfully concerned about how good the Bucks are and how they match up. Like, yeah, Giannis is going to be a problem, this and that. But at the end of the day, the big three are only going to get better. They're only going to get more familiar with each other. And I just don't think the Bucks have the shooters to they keep don't. up
0: with the Nets. Are going to be they able don't. to do? It. They, they
1: be able to do them?
2: It's not
0: even close. It's really not even close. Uh, we got to go Hawks six Sixers too. By the way.
1: Ooh, yeah, yeah. You um, I was gonna I feel like a jerk, fucking picking Nets and six. You guys both picked my pick, but I guess Nets and six. I'll get Chewies and I'll keep updating, and then I will update. All right, uh, real episode. quick, Hawks
0: Sixers. I think it's gonna be the Sixers and seven. I think it's gonna be especially with Embiid. You don't know how he's gonna be. I don't. I don't see I don't see this going less than. I see the Sixers yeah. winning this in seven.
2: I think it's gonna be Sixers and six. With or without Embiid, people forget the Sixers are still a very deep team. Like Seth Curry is going to come out there, he's going to shoot the ball. Danny Green, everyone gave him crap last year, but he shows up when it's a contract year. Guess what? He's up for a contract, so he's trying to get that next bag, trying to get the nice next team to pay him 12, 13 million. So he's going to be out there gunning. Tobias Harris, people sleep on Tobias Harris. Tobias Harris can go get you 30 any night. And Simmons, everyone craps on him, but like he's still a great defender. He's going to give Trey a lot of problems. Would I love to see the Hawks win? Of course, because you know the Nets would match up with them much better than they're going to match up with the with the Sixers. But I think it's going to be the Sixers to six. If I'm wrong, I'll be tremendously happy. But at the end of the day, the Sixers have been the best team all year. They put a lot of games without Embiid, and they've won a lot of games without Embiid. So we'll see.
0: Ryan, what are your thoughts?
1: I'll say Philly in six without Embiid, Philly in five, with Embiid from five, but I guess six.
0: Bold strategy on Why? I think the Haw- I think you sleep on the Hawks after I, but uh, I just saw. Eh.
1: Sons,
0: of bitches, sons of bitches are good. All right, here we go. Stooge of the week.
1: You said you Philly guys- in seven, there, right?
0: Yep, Philly in seven. Um, I'll go last because I think you guys are going to like mine.
2: All right, I'll, I'll start out. I caught a little bit of the Yankee game today. I've been watching them on and off this week. It's, they've taken a little bit of a backseat for me because, like, playoff basketball it comes around once a year. You know, the Yankees don't look too great, so I'm not really that excited to watch them. But from what I saw today, that Quint Frazier at bat in the uh, – I think it was the fourth inning, second and third. I think it was one out. The umpire called two pitches that were a couple inches off the plate on Frazier, and Aaron Boone just sat there like a church mouse. And when he got called out on strikes, the last one was a strike. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, you're down to the count. He got thrown basically five balls, and he got struck out. Aaron Boone just sat there and said nothing. And after that, Cole gave up those runs, and the game was over. Well, Boone did get
0: tossed eventually.
2: Yeah, but getting tossed when the game is 9-2 doesn't you no good. Shit. You know want shit. to fire the guys up when it's 2-1. You want to make that statement. And, you know. so, so and when the, the umps week? fucking up. So And when the umps fucking up. My student is Aaron Boone. You got John Carl Stanton playing every other day, which at the end of the day, like, yeah. (laughs) Does he struggle when he's coming back from injury? Of course, but you want that bat in the lineup. You want him getting reacclimated to pitching. And just, like, seeing him just do nothing when you had the opportunity to fire up the team and go yell at the umpire, give him peace of your mind. When the team's like, yeah, they've won the last two games, but, like, let's not act like they're lighting the world on fire. I just thought it was a real opportunity to, like, light a fire onto the team get the guys going and he just like waited till the game didn't matter when like Mick Nelson was in the game like come on man you got to be better than that Aaron mm-hmm. dude of the week you're right go ahead,
0: go ahead right
1: my stupid of the week is anyone who uh gatekeeps uh fandom She you look like a jackass <laughs> and it's just
0: Well, you just go no, wherever unless... the wind blows you just go no, wherever the wind blows and it's true and Evan, no, I know. Evan and Darryl... you just pick 5 teams and no. all of them can't possibly lose. And if one of them, yeah. and if four, yeah. And that you just go, yeah, I do wins. that in
1: basketball and it's not five teams. I like players and I fucking like the Knicks and the Nets. What's Listen, the issue? With that? No, no. Well
0: put a, put a statement out. If you're a Knicks fan, you go root for the Nets, we don't want you back.
2: I, I get where Ryan okay. comes from. Basketball is a starless league. It's not a team's league. You know, a yes. lot of people root for a lot of different teams and you know what? And, At the end of the day, it's an emotional hedge. Ryan, I, no matter I, what. I, grew,
1: I grew up kind of a uh, Knicks fan, but I went to the Nets games, the Nets playoff games when I was younger as a so kid. pick one. Hop on and the bandwagon. Go all ahead.
0: Right. Maybe no. before next season. No. Maybe
1: before next season, I'll pick No, I'm not going season tickets. You're not coming with me then. Go. Fandom go, fandom ahead. Is,
2: fandom go on, on the subway to
1: Brooklyn.
2: Fandom is a disease. Ryan yeah. is doing the smart thing. We're just too yeah. dumb.
1: I know. And this, I it. fucking devote too much time to the Yankees, Giants, and Penn State. I can't fucking give my heart to another team to let me down constantly. Wow. All
0: right. My stooge of the week. Well, I was going to go with myself for Good. thinking the Knicks That'll were going to win this one. series.
1: So you'd be on three out of three.
0: But um, I, I'm going to change it up because Evan actually reminded me. My stooge of the week is Gary Sanchez. Okay? You, you play. You, you, you hitting the ball. You, you hit a double the other night. And okay. then you're on second pumped up a ball you're pumped up and in a crucial run that you're that's needed a ball hit in front of you to the shortstop and you go to third and get thrown get into a rundown that is a i tweeted it it is a jv running error a junior varsity running error not even a varsity running level uh, error and and this guy just keeps doing it and then what pisses me off even more is in the post game Well, Aaron Boone is like, well, you know, obviously you can't make that mistake. But, you know, I think think he lost track of where the shortstop was. Bullshit. Stop making excuses for these guys. Because, Evan, you know what? He can be the stooge of Week 2 once once again. Stop coddling these guys. The guy made a mistake. Again, it's a reoccurring theme. This team cannot run the bases. You're a major league player at Yankee Stadium. You cannot go on a ball in front of you. It is what you're taught in Little League.
2: I agree with you. At very least, like you learn in high school, if you get caught in a bad base running decision, get caught in that rundown until the runner behind you can replace you. You're so just to that give yourself a up the second base, you have to at least – I forget who was hitting at the time. I think it might have been Frazier. Yeah, it
0: was right? Yeah, double play machine, yeah. Probably.
2: And, you know, Clint's quick enough that, like, if you catch yourself on the rundown long enough, he will get to second base. That's, I, I know Clint, Clint's not the best base runner to begin with, but that's why the first base coach – you tell him like, look, get your ass to second base. Gary's in trouble. You at least got to get yourself in the rundown Listen, long enough where you replace yourself. And
0: there's times where there. I get on Phil Nevin, shouldn't send whatever. This is on you, the runner by yourself. You're there at second base. You are taught this in middle school baseball. At you or behind you. That's the only way you're going.
1: Well, there Dar- I don't even know if Phil Nevin's back yet.
0: It is. It is. He is. Uh, well, I don't know yeah, about I that. I think I saw him. Yeah. Ha- right. He was? All right. Are you sure?
1: Yeah. It was probably in the last two games. I haven't heard anything. He's been out for a while. With COVID? He got with the labor, but he's just been in the pro- protocol longer.
2: Yeah. I know they said one of the coaches was like actually sick. It might have been him. I don't
0: think it matters. I okay. haven't seen him in a I while. Hope, I hope he's well. I think, I think I'm pretty sure I saw him out there, but regardless, I hope he's
2: doing all right. But, I know uh, the pitching it, coach. The pitching coach had it and he's back. Blake. Yeah. Blake yeah. is back. I. Don't,
1: don't I haven't seen Nevin. Or yeah, they usually
2: it. show him on TV a decent amount because, like, he's a character on the team that a lot of people like and They usually like they put him on the broadcast a little more than a your normal third base coach. And I haven't heard from him, so it might have been I don't even know what yeah, I think the they tell us
1: when is. he gets back.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. So, so there the, it is. No the
1: Yankees broadcast, we'd see it a couple of times. Well, you know, those guys,
0: way. Michael K. and them, are I'm lost, out. so they're they're unlistenable. So. I
1: don't do you,
0: know. listen, you listen to John and Susan? No, I actually don't listen to things. A A couple I, I seconds. Put, I, what I do is I, so when I sit in my backyard, I'll put the game on my laptop and just listen to music. <clears throat> because I can't stand them. I like Flaherty. I like O'Neill. I like David Cohn. I can't mm-hmm. stand Michael Guy. Can't do it. Can't do it. Craig Cart knows what I'm talking about.
2: I'm going to say that's a loyal WFN listener. If yeah. I that's a loyal.
0: It. Yeah. There are winners and losers.
1: Area. Number one. Thank
0: you for tuning in. Hey, we're number one in the ratings in the podcast
1: First you ourselves. Global reach.
2: Global, yeah, say, Global reach.
0: Global reach.
2: Global reach. Did we get credit for those Mexico downloads when I was down there? That's, we, uh, I, that's don't, I, think I think oh, we might well, have. I'll big. check later,
0: but we're still in South Africa and Malaysia.
2: Country number three. Let's you know. hate to
0: see it.